So uh, this month, as you look at this piece of paper, um, we're going to kind of go through this as we talk tonight. It starts off in the front. The front is the Serving God and People page. Look at that with me. It says, as we engage with God's Word, as we continue to push this uh, Get Hungry Challenge um, to encourage the reading of Scripture, and I'll talk about that in just a minute, um, we also want to make this month and over the next several weeks, actually, probably the rest of this year, about serving others. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, and so we have our Get Hungry Challenge, um, which we've kind of been been working through slowly. Um, I think it's up here somewhere. There it is. Um, read any book of the Bible, and then come Sunday, you can spin this wheel as an encouragement uh, for your reading getting something out of our lunchbox, all sorts of different prizes. Um, we haven't spun this in a while, and I'm, I'm ready to see some more. Otherwise, I get all this stuff to myself, all this candy. And Stormy doesn't want me to have that much candy. I had four little Kit Kats last night, and she took some of them away from me. She's like, you don't need to eat all this. <laughs> but I wasn't going to eat all of them. I just hadn't decided yet. Anyway, yeah, the little bitty one. See, yeah, yeah. Dave's on my side. <laughs> exactly, not nearly enough. So anyway, I want to encourage you all, keep diving into the Word. When, and let me just take some pressure off. You don't have to read a whole book of the Bible in a week. I don't do that all the time. Sometimes I do when there's like five chapters in a, in a book. But uh no, don't, don't worry about trying to read super fast or super far. Don't worry about trying to understand everything that you're reading. There's a lot of confusing things in the Bible. Man, just read it. Find the things that really stick out, that, that the Spirit that God wants to show you. Grab a hold of those things. Let God kind of use that to transform your life just a little bit. Um, and just keep reading. The more time you spend in the Word, the more it's going to change your life. And we'll talk a little bit about that tonight. But... The other thing we're going to start focusing on, and we already started really, is serving others. Serving others. And so um, my question um, is, let's see, okay, yeah, we're kind, of, we're kind of in the right spot. My question is, how are we serving others? Through these different events that we have going on, and we'll kind of go through them in a second, how are we serving others? You tell me. I want you to tell me. So in this first one, Fall Festival, how did we serve others? Gave children entertainment, a good time to have some fun? Do what? Ministered in the same time? How? Videos, we had gospel videos going on, relationships, talking. How else did we serve people at Fall Fest? What do y'all think? Some people sacrificed, served their iPhone up on a platter. In order to love on people, that's good. <laughs> Do what? Well, no, he 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 lost his phone. He got it wet. He sacrificed it. Yeah. Anyway, um, so so any other ideas on how we served others at Fall Fest, or any other thoughts? Yeah, we served food. We provided a need. We all need food. That's good. That's good. Um, let's go to the next one. We do this thing uh, almost every other Tuesday where we uh, help with this organization called Care Pack for Kids. Some of y'all have been a part. Others of y'all just heard about it, heard me talk about it. How do we serve people this way? How do we serve? We make care packs for kids. What do the care packs consist of? 
food. Why do they need food for the weekend? Because they don't have it. So again, we're just providing a need for some people that have a need. Um, let's look. Let's look at another one. Uh, this I haven't talked about it much yet. Stormy might have mentioned it Sunday. We have some jars back there. How are we serving through this? Anybody have any clue? You might just look at the page real quick and you'll figure it out. Money in the jar, but how are we serving? What What's the point of putting the money in the jar? There you go. So all the money that the kids, our kids ministry raises through this fundraiser, they're sending to Mexico. Anybody seen the news, anything about the border lately? There's tens and tens and maybe hundreds of thousands of people coming to the U.S. border with, with just bags in their hands. Like, they, they don't have much of anything. And so they're in the need of help. And we have a church down there that we partner with. We used to go there all the time before COVID. Um, and so that's what this fundraiser is going to, is it's going to supply the church, our, our, our sister church down there, to help people that are down at the border. And so we've set up our snack bar where you can participate as well. Um, there's going to be somebody gets a, gets a pie in the face, and so you can put whatever money you bring for snacks. Even if you don't buy a snack, you're giving to a good cause. Pick a person that's going to get pie in the face, but all we're going to participate that way. We're going to help give to the kids' fundraiser so that the church in Mexico... So we're serving in a very indirect way, a very... You know, we're just giving money at this point, and, and prayer and those kind of things. Um, but it's still service. Let's talk about the next one. We're leading a service in the next... Uh, like two weeks, less than two weeks. How are we serving? So Sunday morning, we're leading a service. What are we providing for people? What are we helping people do? Worship. We're helping them just kind of, again, like we did tonight, to kind of push everything back, focus on Jesus. And here's the thing. It's not just us praise men. I want you all to help. Um, I'm already recruiting some of y'all slowly, even without your knowing, um, that some of y'all are going to be singing on stage with us. And don't let that sound as scary as it might seem. I would love for you just to come stand. Like there will be a mic like right here, and you're going to stand like this far away from the microphone and just sing with us. Songs that, you know, two of the songs that we sung tonight, we're singing them. Um, so I hope that you can join us that Sunday morning and sing with us. I would love to have one of y'all lead the Deacon Scripture Verse. Um, if, if you're interested in that, let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to pick one of y'all, and it'll be great. But uh, yeah, Keely's already volunteering. It's great. So anyway, we're, we're doing, uh, we're serving by providing worship, not just music worship, but the the prayer, the scripture, the preaching. If if one of y'all wants to preach, otherwise that'll be me. But um, there's another way we're serving. So what's another one? How are we serving at this? Anybody have any clue? You probably don't because I haven't told you. But So I'm not sure about the 14th yet, which is the same day we're serving in worship. But we'll have a mass, a fellowship afterward. We're serving each other by hanging out with each other, being nice to each other. Let's try to serve each other in that way with kindness. On the 28th, though, we're going to help some people in our church that are in charge of putting up the Christmas decorations. So we're going to serve in that way. So y'all make sure to be part of those. How are we serving in this way? Uh, Yep, many of y'all's families will contribute food to this. So they'll be serving y'all. Our volunteers will probably be serving y'all as well. Look behind you, there's some volunteers that love y'all and here for y'all. They're not here for me. 
Um, they're here for y'all. I hope you know that. But you're also serving each other once again by just hanging out. You know, the church, Jesus, he set this church up. He set this idea of us being brothers and sisters in Christ so that we might just hang out with each other and encourage each other through fellowship. And so let's, let's uh, serve each other through that. What about, oh, hey, there's no services the day before Thanksgiving. Anyway. There's some of our announcements, and you can also see all these things on the back here. Come participate. But tonight, I want to talk about how are you going to serve? How are you going to serve? I can't decide that only you can. If you show up to something I've planned, you've chosen that, not me. I'll just kind of help set things up to guide you into that. But how are you going to serve? And more importantly, I want to talk about why it's important to serve. And I want to look at some scripture. So you have two options. You can grab a Bible. And, and look up the scripture with me, or you can follow along on screen. It'll be on both. Um, but I want to look at why it is important to serve. And I'm going to have questions. I want you all to participate here in a second. Why is it important to serve? Let's read out of, oh, hey, look, why? Um, let's read out of Matthew, Matthew chapter 25. Yeah, go for it. Definitely. Yeah. And here's the thing about leading. You're really just worshiping with. You're just facing the audience instead of the screen. That's it. That's it. Um, and sometimes we try to train you to help lead in certain ways or whatever. But for, for, for us, we have our singers and our musicians. They'll lead that part. We just need you all to stand up there and just worship with us. I know Caroline's going to do it. She doesn't get a choice because she sings with us anyway sometimes. Mike is probably going to do it. Um, I would love to see some Nixes, some, some other Rollison, some Keeley and Friend, another Emily. Um, but, look, again, again, don't let, don't let the idea of standing up there freak you out. You're just going to hang out with us, kind of enjoy it. You do it all the time. Get over it. Uh, it does, and you just get over it. So we'll talk about that. All right, let's read. Matthew 25, starting in verse 31. It says, when the Son of Man, who's talking, first of all, in the, in the Scripture, who's talking? Some of y'all are like, oh, crap, I'm in trouble for talking. Uh, this is Jesus. Jesus talking. He's talking about himself. And he's like, hey, when I come back, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Yay, Jesus. He's doing, he's doing a good thing. All the nations, that means like the whole world, everybody, you, me, every, everything, will be gathered before him. He will separate them from one another just as a, separate, a shepherd separates the sheep from his goats. Remember that, sheep and goats. We'll come back to that. He will put the sheep on his right, or your right, and the goats on his left. Then, he, then the king will say, who's the king? And Jesus, there you go. The king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So, before I keep going, what's kind of going on? What is Jesus talking about? Himself, he's going to come back. What else? What's he going to do when he comes back? 
What? He's going to take all the nations and separate them like sheep and goats. Why do sheep and goats need to be separated? Anybody know? Because they're not the same animal. And you don't want the same, you don't want, it'd be confusing. Because what? (laughs) I'm not saying that, just in case. (laughs) So, here's the thing about sheep. They're they're dumb. So are goats. (laughs) And hey, look. Remember, we are the sheep, so anyway. Um, but sheep will follow their shepherd. Sheep will follow their shepherd. The shepherd takes care of them, trains them to listen to him, and they will follow the shepherd. The goat, guess what the goat does? Let's focus. What does the goat do? He does his own thing. The sheep might get lost every now and then, but goats are always like, hey, there's the flock, and they take off a different direction. So, why do you think Jesus is separating the sheep and the goats? He wants to, he, 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 there's the people that are listening to him, that follow him, and the people that don't. And so, he says to the, the sheep, hey, all you sheep, come be a part of my kingdom. Come be a part of heaven. Come be a part of the new earth with me, the new heaven with me. Be part of the party. Come hang out with me. Let's keep going. Um, four. Jesus is still talking to the sheep here. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And these sheep, these people, these righteous people will answer him saying, When in the world did we do that? When did we see you hungry and feed you thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you See a stranger, and uh, you as a stranger, and take you in, or without clothes, and clothe you. When did we see you sick, or in prison, and visit you? And here's Jesus' response. And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. For the people that you cared for, for the other Christians you took care of, every time you did, you took care of me. Why is that important? What? Why, why do you think Jesus wanted to specify that? So, so Jesus, he said, hey, sheep, goats, sheep, come be a part of the party of heaven because you loved me. And they're like, how did we love you? Whenever you loved others. Why is that important? Because what, he's, what was Jesus' greatest command? To love God and to love others. Okay? And so when we fulfill that command, we're in line with Jesus. Okay, that's important. Let's look at what happens with the goats. Then he will say to those on the left, the goats, depart from me, you who are cursed. Like Emily, she's a curse. I'm just kidding. It's inside joke, whatever. Anyway, depart from me, you who are cursed. Into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you didn't take me in. I was naked and you didn't clothe me. Sick and in prison and you didn't take care of me. And then they will say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or without clothes or sick or in prison or not help you? 
And then he will answer him, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And they will go away into the eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So, why is that important? So, so yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. So, we have two groups, right? Sheep, goats. Who do the sheep represent? Christians, followers of Jesus, people that live like Jesus. Who do the goats represent? People, people that don't follow Jesus, that go their own way, that don't take care of the church, of the brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's kind of what Jesus was focusing on. He said, look, the sheep, the followers of Jesus, they take care of one another. Yes, their shepherd leads them, but the shepherd has also empowered the rest of the sheep to shepherd one another, to take care of one another. To say it more plainly, Jesus has looked at you and said, hey, not only do I love you, but through my love and through my power, you can also love one another. And when you love one another, you're following me, Jesus. You're following my commands. You're following like a sheep would follow their shepherd. But if you're not doing that, if you're not loving one another, if you're not serving one another, taking care of one another, you're like a goat. And the result for the goats isn't good. It's a life, an eternal life apart from Jesus. And that's important. Now, I want to be very clear that what you do does not get you or not get you to heaven. We talked about murder for some reason a lot before we started tonight. If you did murder somebody, and you don't have to admit it because I don't want to call the cops. But that doesn't make you not go to heaven. There are a lot of murderers that we're going to see in heaven. Because the only thing, you know, they might have changed or whatever, hopefully, from when they murdered or not. But the, the only thing that gets you to heaven is your belief in Jesus, your willingness to follow him, to make him Lord and Savior of your life. Let's, let's focus. Because I don't want you to be a goat. And not the greatest of all time. This is actually like the worst of all time kind of goats. Um, Keep going with that. That's good. That's good. So just the fact of acknowledging Jesus is, is real, doesn't get, it's surrendering to Jesus. Again, that following aspect. The two words I say that get you to heaven is belief in Jesus, because you've got to actually believe that he was real as well, but also surrendering to Jesus. Jesus used this word called repent. That means turning from the goat life to the sheep life and following Jesus. <laughs> the woke. The worst of all time, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Too busy focused on their world and their life. That's really good. That's really good. What? <laughs> I don't know what you say. Anyway. So those who aren't the sheep, they're the goats, and they care for themselves, not each other. And so let, the point is this. A lot of people say that they love Jesus, they follow Jesus, that they're Christians, whatever. But then when you look at their life and you look at the life of Jesus, you see very two completely different things. I wonder what you see when you look at your life and when you look at the life of Christ. See, First John I love that book. It talks a lot about the love of God, but it also talks about what it means to be in the love of God. If you say you love God, 
yet you do completely opposite of what God says to do, that's not really love. You can say you love your parents, but if you're completely disobedient all the time, you're not showing your parents love. I can say I love Stormy, but if I'm not loving to her, if, I don't, if I'm not kind or caring or supportive, I'm not truly loving her. And so there's this, there's this very important idea of your, 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 the way you live, let's focus, the way you live, the way you walk, the way you either follow or focus on yourself, that kind of reveals what kind of animal you are in this story, sheep or goat. Again, the only thing that defines your future with Jesus is believing and surrendering to him. But the evidence of your faith is shown through action. It's shown through what you do and what you say. So there's a lot of people that don't do it, uh, what he says or don't follow him. And Jesus shows us who truly does. It's those who follow him, those who care for one another. They end up looking like Jesus because Jesus cared for those around him. He cares for all of his children, for all of them, even the lost ones, even the missing ones. They, uh, the, the followers of Jesus, the sheep, they care about the family of God. They care about the church. They care about those uh, in their youth family, the ones that they're around, the ones that we're going to eat with here in a few weeks at our massive feast. They meet needs. They serve. Because when we meet needs and when we serve others, we are serving God. Kind of going back to this paper. Serving God and people. It's one and the same thing. Jesus says, look, when you're serving people, especially those of your faith, brothers and sisters in Christ, you are serving and loving God. So that's why. Why we need to be serving. Jesus makes it pretty clear, you know, kind of where you're at based off of how you're serving. Um, sheep or goat or, or whatever you want to call it. But I want to talk about how. How can we serve? You know, there's a lot of things that I line up to help you with that, but how can you serve? Again, the question is, how will you serve? Not how is Carson going to help you serve so he does all the work for you. I don't like doing work. I'm lazy. I don't know. Uh, Just kidding. But how can you serve? And the first thing I have there is see past yourself. You know, this Emily had a really good point. Uh, Those goats were eating and not sharing their food. They were focused on themselves. What is the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? Eat, shower, get in the car, go back to sleep, alarm, snooze, what? You yell? You stretch, yep, yep. See if y'all brush your teeth, come on. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Anyway, so, so what, what is the one common denominator about all of our mornings? We're all kind of just focusing on ourselves. That's the common do- denominator. Is, 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 uh, we kind of focus on ourselves. We take care of ourselves. Like I get, and, and this is, and it's very important because you can't really serve others if they're running away from you because you smell bad and your breath stinks and stuff like that. That's why we need to shower and brush our teeth. That's one of the reasons. But here's the problem is once we start the morning with ourselves, we rarely ever break that habit. We continue the day focused on ourselves. And there might be little pockets where like, hey, I love you, you're cool. 
And then we just continue in our own little world, our own little pocket. See, the first step to serving and how you're going to serve and how you will serve is kind of getting past yourself. Finding a way to break that, that, that mirror focus, the focus on yourself. Like, okay, what do I need? What do I want? What do I need to do? Um, and, and you kind of take it off of you and put it on others. The first step to serving is sing past yourself. Look at Philippians uh, 2 here. It says, if you've gotten anything out uh, at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in, in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside. Help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. And if you're wondering, that's the message translation. I just like the poetic feel of it. But I think it really helps us understand, look, if we say we're walking with Christ, we're one of the sheep, then maybe we need to start looking at some of this. And maybe looking away from our own lives, just for a second, from taking our focus off of ourselves and just kind of looking around and, and figuring out how to promote others, how to build others up. So the first step, I think, that we just need to focus on a little bit is instead of looking out for yourself, look out for others. To get past yourself. Because being a servant means seeing past yourself. The second thing is, being a servant for you to serve means being able to see the needs in the world and then meeting those needs. See a need, fill a need. That's a very common phrase thrown around in the world. And it's great. It's great. I mean, that's good. But you actually have to do it for it to matter. If you want to be one of the sheep, or Jesus says, if you're one of my sheep, you're going to be one of these people that sees a, needs, sees a need and fills it. But it starts with seeing the need. We have to take our focus off of ourselves and look around to be aware. There's a lot of people struggling in our, in our lives. And we don't see most of that. Mainly because we're not looking. It's pretty obvious when somebody is having a bad day. But if you're so focused on your bad day, you'll never see theirs. And you can't do anything about it. You can't help encourage them and build each other up. We're supposed to be people that builds one another up. And so, again, we have to kind of take our focus off of ourselves and look at others and look for the needs that we each have. And once we see those needs, we try to figure out how in the world can I help that need? Are they hungry? Are they alone? Are they sad? Are they in prison because of murder or whatever? You know, how can we help one another? Look at this scripture, 1 John um, that uh, book I was telling you about, I love this, this book, First John 3, it says, Man, if anybody has the world's goods and sees a fellow believer in need, but withholds compassion from him, how does God's love reside in him? If you have something somebody else needs, and you see that, and you just walk on by without even a second, a moment's uh, hesitation, how does God's love reside in him? Little children, let us not love in just word or speech. Let us not just say, hey, I love you, but let us show our love in action and in truth. A powerful passage. Kind of wakes us up to this idea of being able to see the need, but also meeting that need. 
So let's keep going. How can how else can we serve? And I think this is probably the most important one. You know, being part of the flock of Christ, the sheep that follow him, means being able to hear him, being able to know when the Spirit, when Jesus is saying, hey, you just walk some, past somebody that's hurting. I know you saw it. It's time to turn around and, and do something about it. Yeah, you might not have much. Yeah, you might be having a bad day yourself. But look, part of this kingdom life is kind of getting past that, getting over yourself a little bit. I'll take care of you. I'm going to send some people to help meet your needs, but you're going to be my hands and feet in this moment. You're going to help somebody in this moment. Follow the shepherd's voice. Another scripture, John 10, uh, 27, says, My sheep, this is Jesus talking, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. If you're one of his sheep, do you hear his voice? It may not be an audible voice. I can tell you I've never heard God go, Hey, Carson! You know, with this audible and scare me half to death. He's done some things that scare me half to death, but it's always in a very more intentional um, and intimate way. But do you hear his voice? Do you feel the spirit just kind of pushing on your heart sometimes? Saying, hey, you need to do this. Or you need to go say sorry for this. Or hey, you need to help with this. Or hey, you need to step up and do some chores for once. Love your family. Hey, you need to help Carson and come do all of his work so he doesn't have to. I think Jesus tells you all that all the time, right? Oh, man. Well, I'll keep praying for it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we need to fix our friend. No. no, what Scripture does say, what Scripture does say in Galatians 2, Galatians 6, it says, carry one, help, help carry one another's burdens. So imagine this load of weight of burdens that you carry around. We can all relate to this. We all have struggles. We all have homework. We all have you know, chores and issues and stuff that we have to deal with. And we carry it around. Imagine carrying baggage. Okay, here's a good example. This is the baggage I have to carry in life. Because, man, life is rough sometimes. It leaves, gives me a bunch to do. Oh, here's something else I now have to carry. Braden might be having a good day. He can come help carry. It's just like seeing an old lady trying to carry her bags, her, all of her uh, Walmart sacks out of a store, and she drops them. Don't walk by. Help. Interfere. Help be a person that helps lift people up, encourage, put things back together in people's Carry one another's burdens. And sometimes all it takes is just following what Jesus says. When you ask God to say, hey, lead me today, speak to me today, help me see these things that I'm missing, he's going to do it. And he'll do it in ways that you never expect. There'll be those moments where you're, you're, you're going somewhere and you're like, why do you want me to turn left? Where'd that even come from? I'm supposed to be going to class this way. Why do you want me to go a different way? Like, God, I just feel like you're saying that to me. I don't know why. Maybe that's just myself. I don't know. I'll follow it. And then something will happen along the way, and you'll have the opportunity to, to love on somebody. That's as easy as it is to follow the Spirit's voice. Another easy way, you know, when it comes to my sheep hear my voice, I know them, they follow me. Hearing his voice means being in his word. There's a lot of people that think they know Jesus and the Jesus that they know or that they think they know is one that they made up because they don't know who the Jesus is in this book. Jesus lined so much up so that you could have this book. In Jesus' day, the way they had to read scripture was pretty much by memorizing it. By going to church, hearing somebody else read it, memorize it, and that was their Bible in their head. They had some on scrolls or leather, um, uh, but they didn't carry that around. He's lined this up so that you can get to know him 
in very simple and easy ways. Just open it up and look. If you don't know where to start, start with the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Any of those. And again, you might not understand every story, but he'll help you understand who he is just a little bit more by just taking the time, taking your eyes off of yourself, by seeing who he is, and just getting to know him. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. So there's several ways to, to hear his voice. It's through uh, scripture, through prayer, just praying by just saying, God, help make me aware of your spirit today, just to hear what you have leading me, you know, in school or whatever, and just kind of paying attention. Um, another way to hear uh, the, the voice uh, of our shepherd of Jesus is being here at church. There's a reason I'm here. God has brought me here. God has led me into full-time ministry job as a career, whatever, so that he can use my mouth as a, a, a mouthpiece to share some things that I discover in Scripture. He also wants to share his voice through you. He wants you to be preachers, not, not pastors, not full-time. No, he wants you to just share and talk about Jesus. So, so here in a few weeks, when we line this whole room with a table, we fill it with food, what are you talking about? Are you gossiping or are you just sharing love? Because when you share love, all love is God's love, and therefore that love that comes out is the shepherd's voice. You're sharing his voice, his love. It doesn't take me. It doesn't take a paid professional. No, it just takes you willing to serve. You willing to serve. Um, and so here's what I want to do. Uh, the, the, the question here is, is how will you serve? I think that's the last slide. Um, and I have some new words up there. It says pray, uh, look, and serve. And so here's what we're going to do tonight with the rest of our time. We have 10 minutes. What I, I, here's what I want to do, and I would love for you to join me in this this month. Yes, we have a bunch of ways you can serve, and I hope you show up to some of those. I know you can't make them all. Don't feel like you have to. Um, but it, it, this is one way you can serve. This is one way you can show the love of Christ. This is one way you can, you can take care of sheep or even take care of some goats sometimes. Um, but here's what I want to do. That passage that we just read a second ago talked about us caring for one another, caring for those of Christ, caring for people in our church, for one another. And so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray, and we're going to stay in a spirit of prayer. That means no talking other than to God. You can talk out loud if you want to God. I know a lot of that makes, makes people, sometimes even me, feel awkward when I'm talking to God out loud in front of others. You don't have to. Talk to Him with your heart. But don't talk to anybody else. What we're going to do is we're going to walk around the church and we're just going to look. And we're going to ask God, hey, show us some places maybe we can serve. Maybe some people we can love. And that, that's it. And then we're going to try to make up an opportunity to where we can actually do that here in the near future. I have some ideas, but I want to hear y'all's ideas. I want to hear what the Spirit is laying on your heart. Uh, for example, an idea that y'all don't get to be a part of because this isn't anything to do with y'all. Uh, the, the place where uh, we take Carissa and we drop her off every day, the little daycare, man, they were overwhelmed and understaffed this week. We weren't even able to take her yesterday, which was really bad because Carissa was in a bad mood yesterday, and so I had to deal with her all day, and Carissa just wanted to beat me up and kick me and stuff. No, what she really wanted to do is, I'm a sweet little girl. I'm going to drink my whole bottle. Hey, catch. Blah. She'd just throw it back. We had to change Carissa's outfit at least four times yesterday. We had to change Stormy's outfit twice. 
I dodged most of them, so I got away with it. But anyway, we want to love on that, that uh, daycare just by giving some of the teachers a gift card saying, hey, Merry Christmas. That's kind of our idea is a Christmas thing. Um, and maybe that's something you can do with your teachers at your school. But right now I want to focus on our church, on our family of Christ, the family that he's given us, maybe each other. Um, and so here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. Then you're going to follow me. We're going to just go walk through our whole church real quick, and we'll come back. And if something sticks out to you, I want to hear it. And if it doesn't stick out to you tonight, but maybe you wake up in the middle of the night like, I have an idea, I want to hear it. Um, and let's try it. You know, whether it's just you and me or just you or all of us, let's try it. Let's try to serve and be the hands and feet of Christ. So we're going to pray, we're going to look, and then we're going to try to serve. So Father God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you that you cared for us so much, that you really loved us, that you came and you served us. You surrendered your kingdom for a moment to come and live with us, to die for us, but you didn't stay dead. Because you're awesome, you're God, you're Jesus. Um, and you beat that, and you gave that victory to us. You gave the gift of salvation to us, of freedom to us. So God, help us to walk in that freedom and, and to love and to serve and to, to kind of look past ourselves just a little bit to, so that we can man, take care of one another. And through that support for our church family, for each other, through the encouragement that we provide each other, the world will look at us, all those goats will look at us and be like, maybe I want to be a sheep because of the light that we give off. So God, as, as we go through these next few moments, help us to hear you, to talk to you, to continue praying to you, and to see, to see what's around us to be aware of the people we're walking past. And God, put on our hearts maybe a way that we can each serve and maybe a way that we can all serve together later this month or, or something. So God, I just thank you and it's in your name we pray. Amen, except we're not done praying. Keep, keep praying and follow me.